0: Blog Talk Radio Rolling Welcome ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the program We are your hosts, Joe Muzidla, Ben Lawrence and Matthew Miller Tonight we're going to dive into a topic that I don't think you have heard anybody talk about it before. If you have, that'd be quite a stretch. But tonight we dive into the parallels between Eden and Gethsemane. And with that, we're going to have Ben start out his opening comments, and then we'll just get right into it. So, Ben, the mic is yours.
1: Welcome, everybody. Happy to be with you. Um... Matthew and I had been having some private uh, conversations, so it's good, Joe, that you're able to be with us, and um, obviously we'll give you a lot of latitude to get caught up with some things that have been discussed privately. But um, to put it in a nutshell, the Gospels um, talk very plainly about the plot to kill Jesus, and then, of course, you have a very curious verse there which mentions that um, Satan literally enters into Judas uh, once he has agreed to do this thing and then you have all of the acts that lead up to the crucifixion of the Christ and um, it's very um, it's very fractal or isochronal with the events that you see uh, in the garden Uh, and we can Look at that several different ways. You can look for certain words that are used in the Hebrew. Um, you can look for, at words that are used in the Greek, and there's a lot of overlap in the New Testament. Uh, you'll see it in Romans. You'll see it in the book of Hebrews. Um, but these two events are uh, directly connected, and um, hopefully we can shed some light on that this evening.
0: Well, I absolutely uh, agree with you, and uh, you know, this is one of the main things. Uh, that the Bible really comes out and talks about this this idea of Christ being the final Adam, the the fix to that entire fall, and when you take a look at that, it it, it really is quite breathtaking when you realize that well, it is not to say natural for a serpent to go around talking, to say the least, but. Certainly a spirit was at play with the serpent. And then, of course, before the events of the Garden of Gethsemane, make no mistakes about it, Ben already mentioned the simple fact that Satan entered into Judas. So with that in mind, it, 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 it is well worth taking a look at. And when you do take a look at it, all of a sudden gears start to turn you begin to things begin to ring true one with the other story and this is the type of thing we've been been talking about in private because what's going on in the world stage right now and we know that Daniel chapter 11 tells us point blank that for some reason this Assyrian false prophet enters the beautiful land and when he does it's game on we've uh, as of late uh, talked about the Bramble King and that riddle in the book of Judges chapter 9, make no mistakes about it. Uh, the Bramble King is recited every year for the New Year for Trees in the beautiful land right now. And some very strange things are said there. Of course, you line up one with the other, and things begin to start make sense. So, With that in mind, let's get uh, Joe's take on all this, because this was all just dumped on his head. And uh, let's get uh, out of him, whether he'd heard anybody discuss uh, these topics before, linking Eden to Gethsemane, uh, yay, nay, or otherwise. Joe?
2: Yeah, good to be with you both, and uh, I apologize to you guys. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm still under the weather, but uh, we'll trudge forward. Um, Have I heard of linking Gethsemane and uh, the Garden of Eden together. No one that I know of teaches on that, uh, that I've ever heard. Uh, These have always seemed to be two separate events, at least in uh, uh, common teachings today. So, no, I have not heard that before.
0: Is it your opinion that once you do think about it, does it seem kind of natural that they are connected, or no?
2: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I think that's, uh, you know, the passages that Ben talked about uh, link those together, I thought, quite well. Um, and just kind of going over it uh, yourself, you can see that there's uh, well, there's way too many similarities to not link things uh, two together, so...
0: Well, Ben, why don't you uh, take us to the first step. What was the event that uh, made you put these two things together? What got these gears turning? Something got your attention. Now, the real question is, is was that an impression? Or were you just uh, led there by somebody else? Uh, you know, dream, vision, whatever. Uh, what is it that got this gear turning? Well,
1: I was just, um, I was looking at the timeline, which I do a lot of times, I think like most people, to try to see what you can see. And I was just reminded of uh, the fact that uh, Jews had been entered and that was a garden and the old Testament, they were in the garden of Eden. And if you just look at the events, both of those uh, transits involve a massive transfer of authority. Um, And when you start looking at it a little bit more closely and exactly what happens, um, then you're kind of, you're kind of led a little bit over to uh, first Samuel and those events there. And, again, you see some similar, uh, fractology. Um, and, uh, it, you know, when you start looking at the words in the Hebrew and the Greek, there's just, uh, there's just a lot there to uncover. Um, so perhaps maybe we, maybe, uh, a good place to start is just, just, uh, reading it.
0: I agree. Uh, I certainly agree. But, uh, before you start that topic, uh, Everybody needs to realize that... Now, the the Google search I just did to find this article, this is the name of the article in Jerusalem Post, and it clearly was published 11 hours ago. So this is extremely live, local, and late-breaking. Is the Bible right? Newly discovered fossils show snakes had legs. Now... The core of this article is, of course, about Adam and Eve. So I find it extremely apropos. Just kind of disturbing whenever Ben got a hold of me. I was at work today. We tried to talk about this on the Iron Show unsuccessfully because Ben just kept getting kicked off, kept getting kicked off. And between the Iron Show and today, this article is released absolutely off the hook, off the rails, just unhinged, uh, in my opinion. So I have forever thought that, that to be the case, that we should start with the Bible. So Ben, back to you.
1: Well, amen. And, uh, just one thing to add is that typically when people are talking about the timeline of the crucifixion of Christ, I'll just pose a question. Uh, Joe, Matthew. I mean, when you're thinking of that timeline, how many days are you demarcating out?
0: Ooh, that's a good question. Um, boy, that that is a that is a really good question. Uh, well, we know that they were eating the last meal; it had been prepared, correct? So between yep. there and the time he was seized, uh. Well, you're you're going to have to say that the early morning, of course, this is why the disciples kept falling asleep. Um, you would have to say no more than one day. I mean, ab- absolutely shorter than one day, I would say. Joe, what's your opinion on that?
2: Um, ben, you cut out on me there when you were asking your question, so I didn't get to hear all of it.
1: Sure, so the the question was, uh, when you're demarcating out the, the events, uh, the Last Supper to the crucifixion to the resurrection, how many days do do or do we typically um, by way of orthodox talk about it, uh, Our traditions, rather?
2: Our traditions, as far as the oh, from the timeline to uh the the betrayal
1: yeah so from the betrayal to the to the resurrection, I mean we typically talk about three days right We Correct. talk about he died three days and three nights right right, but I think that that is as important as it is it's It's actually leaving out two days because the the gospels go out of its way to tell you that two days before the scripture is when um the plot is is essentially launched to to uh murder Jesus and they go out of their way to say that they don't want that happening during the feast. Right. Right.
0: That is correct. I mean yeah, you you are correct. Now, my time frame was the time that that Judas or that that Satan entered Judas until he was arrested. That's what I was thinking, just not even one day between those two events because they sure. ate they ate the last meal, he dipped his bread with Judas and then, bam, they're arrested that night. Now, we know this. It's got to be less than one day for those two events because they never got to sleep. They actually fell asleep. So um, I didn't realize you were talking about the entire gambit there. Uh, but back to you anyway. Right. But
1: that five – I mean, we're literally – if we're talking about from the plot to the resurrection, we're talking five days, and then we've got Pentecost. So we're talking about a 55-day uh, interval here we can agree about that right
0: well I would certainly say that this is everything tied to the sexagesimal system of a season defined by Genesis chapter 8 verse 22 so I would say two moons I would say 59 days That's that's what I would say it's natural it's mechanical so if I was going to make a guess and it would be a guess I would say 59 days ok interesting
1: Joe, what do you think?
2: Uh, wasn't that typically on a new moon, though, on the Passover, or I mean, uh, uh, on a full moon, or am I wrong on that?
0: Well, more to the point, what's what's your point? What what would that have to do with anything?
2: I don't know. I was just trying to get it in my mind as far as the time.
0: Well, I, I yes and no. Uh, we don't have the particular records that we're looking for. It was supposed to be based off of the new moon, which is a right. crapshoot, which is an absolute crapshoot because it just isn't. It isn't. I mean, it can be three days difference in one month. You see it when you see it, and that's and that's that's the marvel of uh, uh, astromechanics. The new moon really isn't perfect. It really does come when it wants to. So, with that in mind, stretching it out to that to that two month time frame. Uh, well, we know that the Pentecost, of course, the whole reason why it's called that is 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 for the amount of days in question, so I would agree that it's it's somewhere within two months, but I just got a little bit technical with everybody, and I threw in the fifty nine days but that's just me
1: got it, got it.
0: So we're talking, uh, we're talking about that, uh, two
1: days more than what everyone typically refers to. They talk about three days and all that. Um, and I just, I find that interesting and really uh, another reason why I was thinking about it is, is that, you know, in the fullness of time, we're not going to be, um, we're not going to want to sin, right? I mean, we're, we're going to, um, be in the place that, um, we're supposed to be and, um, I don't think we're going to be tempted to do things that are wrong and so it's clear to me that um, the events that occurred uh, during the fall um, were marked out in time there was a specific time and season uh, which it was appropriate for those events to occur there was a window of opportunity and um, those that didn't want to see um, Adam ascend into his uh, into his rightful position um, they uh, they took him out. He fell, he failed at that test.
0: Well, I'm I'm gonna have to say, what you're speaking to is the inversion of the Bramble King. Right. I, I I have to insist on that. I have to insist on it. Now, everybody may jump on my back all at once. That's fine. Okay. I know what Judges chapter nine says. I know that uh, the trees proposition the bramble king. The bramble king, he says, fine, but if not, may fire come out from me and devour you. That's exactly what the false prophet does. That's exactly what the book of Daniel says happens. He's able to trample some of them down. So, literally speaking... Uh, what they do to the Assyrian false prophet is literally offer him to supplant the role that Christ played in the riddle of Adam. Now, make no mistakes about it. Uh, uh, you can certainly uh, go to uh, what everybody calls uh, the Rapture chapter, okay? First Corinthians chapter uh, chapter 15, verses uh, 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 22. Uh, for as an Adam uh, all die, uh, so we also in Christ all are made alive. Okay, make no mistakes about it. Uh, what is it? Verse uh, forty-four or no forty-five? Uh, it it also said that 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 Adam is the first man, a living soul, and the last uh, uh, give the living Spirit or the Holy Spirit. So make no mistakes about it, ladies and gentlemen. This is what the fallen do. They proposition the Bramble King to supplant Christ the King in his role as the final Adam. They're going to elevate the Bramble King to the position Adam was supposed to achieve. And that's where we're going. Now, you don't have to like it. You can immerse yourselves in entertainment. And and believe with all of thine heart that we're looking at uh, uh, some dude that's uh, in Europe that's going to run a, a revised Roman Empire. I'm sure that makes you feel comfort- very comfortable. However, uh, uh, y- you all need to realize this in your mind. The worst you've ever let your mind go is just half. Just half. Yes, the angels that sinned are unleashed from the abyss. But you need to take the next step. On top of that, you're going to have the fallen rammed down your throat. You have no reckoning of the place we're going. I mean, you think in your mind you know what terrible is. Oh, no, you don't. Oh, no, you don't. Now, the only thing that you are afforded is this one thing. They come out of the abyss due to sensory deprivation on the order of 5,000 years. They come out psychotic, and God tells them they cannot kill you. That's the only thing you got going for you. (laughs) So, with this in mind, this is literally what the Assyrian false prophets' role is. They go back to the Garden of Eden and elevate him to the position Adam was supposed to have. Now, that being said, that you think the tribulation is going to be bad. It's going to be a whole lot worse than you think it is. So, sorry for that long long diatribe, but I had to clarify where I'm coming from. That's where I'm coming from.
1: Well, let's, let's deconstruct that a little bit to be clear. Um, when Adam and Eve sinned, they used leaves to cover themselves, right? And make no mistake, uh, just like we We started to say the other night, um, leaves represent systems or natural orders to things. Uh, Trees represent that. And um, the trees making this deal with the Bramble King is nothing less or nothing more than the natural order, the princes of this creation, using the authority, using the law as it's written, to try and implement something that um, is against God's will. But It is in accordance with the rules. They're following the rules. And uh, probably the best example that I can give you of that is if you go and look at Luke 19 and just look at the story of Jesus and Zacchaeus. I mean, where was Zacchaeus? He was up the tree, right? He was a tax collector, right? I mean, does everybody understand what that means? Amen. And where did he, why would he up the tree? He was up the tree because he wanted to see who did he want to see? He wanted to see God. And you can use those systems. And sometimes it's referred to as witchcraft. In other places, it's referred to as New Age, whatever, whatever, whatever. In some places, it's referred to as science. When you really get to the heart of uh, quantum mechanics or any other uh, discipline, you're talking about philosophy. And at its core, you're dealing with these systems. And Zacchaeus had to come down out of his system. That's literally what the Christ said. Come down out of the system because I want to break bread with you
0: today. Hey, man, I wholeheartedly agree. I have no problems with that whatsoever. And it's these systems uh, that are talked about in Ezekiel chapter 31. Uh, He he makes himself pretty clear. I mean the only bad thing about that entire chapter is – and everybody, you know – like I said, they, they try to reject it because, it, well, it makes you feel good. But verse 3 makes itself perfectly clear. Behold, Assyria. So, um, and it talks about the shade and the whole nine yards and and how its top was up amongst the clouds. It's, look, it, it's all right there. Um, so, yes, uh, I absolutely agree.
1: Do you agree with that, Joe, or does that make sense to you or no or
2: No, it makes perfect sense. Of- no, I was uh I was following you perfectly on that. Um uh, I have no I I agree with you hundred percent.
1: Okay. Um Matthew, you were talking about first Corinthians, but um how about um romans five twelve therefore, just as sin came into the world through one man and death through sin, and so death spread to all men because all have sinned
0: amen it's it's I saying that go ahead it's saying the same thing there in uh well uh verse fourteen goes ahead and right out and comes out and names him, it comes right out and names him, so yes, absolutely uh what they're trying to do is supplant Christ the King. Uh, uh, Anyway, yes, I absolutely agree with everything that Romans chapter 5 infers. Um, And it's kind of frustrating that... Well, nobody else is on this page. Nobody else has come to realize that uh, this entering in of the Spirit is, you know... (laughs) Well, it's from Eden to Gethsemane, and it makes sense, and that's where we're going. And nobody really has to like it, but everybody needs to understand this is why uh, the image of the beast is made. Th- th- this is why. Now, when you really think about – well, just just stop and think about what I said, ladies and gentlemen. Ben, back to you.
1: Well, um. Just to talk about the Hebrew for a minute, Matthew, you're a lot better with that than I am. But um, Nahash, right? That's uh, that's very close to the word that's used there in Genesis to describe the serpent, right? Exactly. It's essentially the same word.
0: Yes. Yes. Right. Nahash. Yes.
1: And that is exactly the name that's used for the Ammonite that triggers right. the events that right. led to Saul becoming king.
0: That's right. That led. That basically led to, uh, uh well, Israel crying out for a king. Um, right. Yes. Yeah, so, yes, absolutely.
1: And um, it is also the same word that's used to describe, uh, well, the bronze is used to describe the armor that Goliath had, and the helmet that Saul wore. Uh, later on in, in 1 Samuel, uh, I believe, chapter 17.
0: Yes. And in uh, fact,
1: um, go ahead.
0: Yes, uh, chapter 17,
1: verses 25 and 27. Yes. Right. And how about the opening of Genesis 3, where it talks about the serpent being cunning? That's the same word, cunning, is what uh, the Christ uses. I think it's Matthew 25, where he's talking about the um he gives them woes. When I was naked, you didn't feed me. He, he uses that same word, which is literally what Adam and Eve um, discovered that they are, that they're naked. And it's it's interesting when you read um, what he's saying there in Matthew um, in the context of those events there uh, in Genesis chapter three. Rather interesting.
0: Yes, yes, it, it really is. He's literally inferring there through the usage of this that that, well, nobody wants to talk about this Um, literally the Samaritan saved him before he ever woke up could ever do anything, before he was forgiven, Uh, the Samaritan pulled him out of that ditch pulled him out of what? Yes, the ground you know, off the side of the way, so Uh, Absolutely. Uh, You can draw very clear uh, references back and forth between the two.
1: Yeah, it's um, rather, rather interesting. Um, Joe, had you ever taken into consideration there, Matthew 25, the final judgment, when he he talks about naked over and over again and uh, being them realizing that they were naked there in the garden?
2: You know, to be honest, I have not put those two together. But uh, yeah, I, I had not looked at the uh, the original language to put that together. But um, no, I, I I agree with what you're you're saying, or that I can link it together in my mind when when you when you were talking there. It, it definitely uh, well, it shows up in a beautiful image in my mind, anyway. So I, I get exactly what you're saying
1: yeah because that i mean it's, it's rather interesting because uh literally in that moment in time you can only imagine what adam and eve had to be thinking and yet here you know he says right there matthew 25 verse 36 i was naked and you clothed me that's literally what god did god um i was sick and you visited me right i mean sin is a sickness and i was in prison and you came to me. Um. You know mm-hmm. it's 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 uh it's an indictment uh Matthew would you agree it's not only an indictment on um it's not only an indictment on people but it's really an indictment on the princes because in that moment in time well or or is or would the fact that they knew to put on those fig leaves would that have been um in some way extending um some help to them? That's an interesting question.
0: Uh, yes, I would say that's well. It infers that they got the impression to do so. Right. And it, 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 I will give them that much. Now, I won't give them much. Make no mistakes about that. But on this one point, yes, I, I would, I would say that they probably gave them the impression they needed to cover themselves and that leaves was put into play and this is the very thing probably that that drug this you know prophetically through the mud from you know uh, all the way uh from stem to stern um this is why the olive tree is used well <laughs> Zacchaeus climbed up a tree the whole 9 yards and nathaniel right. was under the tree i think that's that's the whole reason why so yes, I, I I would give them at least that.
1: Yeah, that's interesting that the Daniel reference. I hadn't made that connection. <laughs> that's a very interesting reference indeed. Interesting. So Joe, what do you what do you think so far, based off what you're hearing?
2: Uh extremely, extremely interesting. Um I was looking at um oh let me get back to Genesis not Genesis. Uh was it Luke here, uh, Uh 22-3, and Satan entered into Judas, who is called Iscariot. Um, And I was kind of looking at that this afternoon, uh, the Iscariot, and it was talking about a possible, uh, in some translations it talks about it being a possible place that he was from. Um, But the other one I thought was quite interesting is that this was a uh, a tribe or uh, a group of, uh, of assassins uh, amongst the Jewish people that it was basically Ju- uh their thoughts were that this was Judas the assassin,
0: or what yes. it translated out to me and uh, me and Brian had did a show on that uh yes, the Sakari. Um, They right. are they're still active right now in the Promised Land. But yes, okay. the uh, the dagger men, the Sikari. Yep.
1: Interesting. Interesting. Um Matthew, you made a couple references to the book of Hebrew. Um should we take a look at those scriptures?
0: We certainly can.
1: Okay, so Hebrews 1. Long ago and not many times and in many ways God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed the heir of all things, through whom also he created the world. He is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of his nature. He upholds the universe by the power, by the word of his power. After making purification for sin, he sat down at the right hand of majesty on high, having become a much superior to angels as the name he inherited is more excellent than theirs
0: point blank he comes out and gives you uh, especially in the Greek you can see this very clear that uh, the whole reason why he's saying uh, make the creation and all of those things and heir to all things those things were done for Adam that's what they were done for this is the reason why uh, they happened and then of course Uh, of course it talks about his purification of sins this is in direct reference to the fall itself so you have to realize that this is why the angelic host would be doing this would be electing this bramble king is this very verse we're reading here right now they understand what happened why Adam was made in the whole nine yards Adam was supposed to be the inheritor of the creation. Right. That's why these things are being mentioned here. So, beyond any shadow of a doubt, this is, well, we have the mention of the angels here, and this is how Christ was made above or superior to the messengers, to the angels. No doubt about it. This is the core of the entire book of Hebrews this, this is its core this idea here that everything was from the beginning and from there went downhill
1: well it's interesting when again going back to Matthew 25 starting in verse 31 through the end of the chapter um, looking at that again after what you just said is particularly
0: enlightening oh yes uh, well you know Hebrews contains a whole lot of mystery for many people because it's the only book that doesn't mention the author. You have no idea right. where this is coming from. Right. Uh, and uh, this thread with Adam is laced throughout the entire book of Hebrews. Uh, go to 9. You you can't get around uh, – well, 9, 10, or 12 really. We could could do quotes from all of them with this idea that this whole point of Christ was literally going back to the garden. That's the whole point, is to go back to that garden. Which, of course, we can't do, but Christ did. He did. He passed that test. He, uh, well, he became uh, we are uh, his inheritance, so to speak, the whole nine yards. So so this 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 permeates the whole thing but yes when you really want to uh go for the technical data you cannot get around now I'm I'm sorry this is many people call this the rapture chapter but uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 15 you can't get away from it and uh everything that's there boy that that's really off the charts so when we when we go to 1 Corinthians chapter 15 we can't cover all these verses. There, there's just really no way to do it. So you need to be very careful about w- where you're going to read from in those verses, and and not.
1: Do, do you do you want to read it? Look, I can I can read it.
0: Surely, uh, yeah, no problem. You you want you want me to read it? Uh, not a problem. Uh,
1: whatever you whatever you want to do is fine. Uh, I can pull it up here on my phone. I'm still having some
0: no, browser no, that's alright We'll start in verse uh, 21 uh, We'll do the New American Standard Bible Or would uh, you prefer the web version I got the web version hey, Either or so.
1: okay. Whatever is right. good for you too
0: Alright well I'll read from the uh, web version um, For since death came By man Of course this inferring Adam of course For since death came by man The resurrection of the dead also came By man That's right Christ I'm sorry let me just read this through verse 22 for as in Adam all die so also in Christ all will be made alive but each in his own order Christ the first fruits then those who are Christ at his coming then the end comes when he will deliver up the kingdom to God even the father when they will have to abolish all rule and authority and power, for he must reign until he has put all of his enemies under his feet. The last enemy that will be abolished is death. So, that right there comes right out and tells you point-blank range. I mean, there's no way around it. And again, we're, we're going to skip down, because the next diatribe is about how our bodies are going to be changed, it doesn't describe you being taken uh, to heaven, but it does describe what, what the changes your body is going to go through. But down here in verse 45, it picks it up. So also it is written, the first man, Adam, became a living soul. The last Adam became a life-giving spirit. Of course, he's talking about Pentecost. That's That's when that happened. That's when he gave his spirit as he promised. Verse 46, however... That which is spiritual isn't first, but that which is natural, then that which is spiritual. The first man is of the earth made of dust. The second man is the Lord from heaven. Any questions? Well, I
1: find it interesting that there's a reference to dust, because isn't that what the punishment for the serpent was?
0: Ah, uh, That's right. That's correct. But this is also in reference to the promise, because certainly... Right. one leg uh, of who he's going to rule this kingdom with is certainly likened to the to uh the dust or the sand of the seashore yes most most certainly most certainly
1: well when it said that he would travel through the dust i mean that is a direct connection to that right because yes. the events of the assyrian is what uh triggers the it's a third of the host of heaven falling down and in that in that transfer is what um allows allows all these events to happen. That's that's what he that's the wave that he's writing.
0: Right. Right. I mean like it or not, uh believe it or not, this must be the case. This 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 absolutely must be the case. And this 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 very uh Verses here that I just read, that's why uh, that rod of iron must be comprised of two things. Um, one of them must be resurrected. He, he just said that, as in the dust. He made himself perfectly clear. But, verse 47 refers to, uh, well, the Lord coming from heaven. Now, now, now look, this rod of iron is the two sticks mentioned in Ezekiel. I'll read it again, verse 47. The first man is of the earth. Okay, that is like it or not that that's one part of that ruling agent uh and is made of dust. The second man is the Lord from heaven. this is uh whether you like it or not, this rod of iron is comprised of two sticks, like I said, just like Ezekiel describes that in this time two sticks will be joined, one is uh well. A lot of people don't like that, but the two names given, it is what it is. So back to you.
1: Well, uh, sticking with the theme of uh, riding along in the dust, I I find it interesting that the word cunning, which was used to describe the serpent in, uh, in Genesis, this is the same word that Saul uses to describe David and goes on to talk about him lurking in the places where he hides in 1 Samuel
0: 23. Mhm. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that instance, yeah. Yes. It 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 is striking. Um now, what do you think of that? Do you think that's bad portents for David or what's your thoughts on that?
1: Well, I just think that mechanically that's I mean, I think it's actually a good thing because that's literally what's going to be happening um when the fallen show up, I mean you're going to be lurking and hiding until you get to the place that's been prepared for you for during that forty five day period of time you're going to be um lurking and hiding amen
0: well, amen, uh Matthew ten verse sixteen, behold, I send you out as sheep in the midst of wolves, therefore be wise as what what yeah. Be as wise as (laughs) serpents and as harmless as doves I, I know what it inferred Now, why do you think it said harmless as doves? Duh Here we go again Oh my goodness, here we go again Okay, so Here we're talking about these two sticks again One being likened to The serpent in the dust And the other one A dove from heaven, right? Right I mean, I'm, I'm just... and of course, that dove had no
1: place to rest its feet, right? Until Amen. what? The olive tree.
0: Until the, we olive tree.
1: About the olive tree. That's pointing you to Gethsemane. That's pointing you to the Bramble King. It's all pointing to the same same things, right? Amen. Amen. Joe, does that make sense to you, or does that seem crazy?
2: No, you're nuts. Uh no, um I, I that makes sense. <laughs> no, no, we're I, not. <laughs> I, No. Uh that makes comp- no. I mean, I think realistically you should be able to tie all these things together. Um there there's just so e- there's so much. There's so much and I, that's why I enjoy getting together, I guess, with, with multiples, because then you can kind of see what everyone else is seeing too and, and and be able to do exactly uh what all of us are doing is is tying this whole thing together. And that's uh quite a beautiful thing to do.
1: Well, and I think Dave's giving us a picture of, of how to uh how to conduct ourselves during that time because David uh, was very mindful of of, um, of um, being lawful, even to the point of not taking advantage of his enemy at moments in time when he had the opportunity, right? He had three opportunities, right, to strike Saul down, and it didn't take a, a, a single one of them.
0: That's right. And, and even when, uh, of course, uh, Abishai uh, was pushing him quite heavily, uh, come on, let me pin him to the ground. So yeah, Amen.
1: Amen. So this cutting is uh, is a uh, you can see uh, from a practical or an application exactly how you're supposed to be conducting yourself in that time. What not a lot of prepping, right? There's there's no uh, end times EMP proof uh, vehicle to ride around in. There, there's not a special shelter um, with lots of rations. It's actually a, a whole lot more basic than that
0: well um, and I think it's a whole lot more dire than that because everybody just uh, refuses to ask the real serious questions about Revelation chapter 7 uh, once one of this group now I mean I'm just going to come out and say it I, I don't I don't have nothing to gain or nothing to lose by it either way Uh, These two groups are obviously numbered. Um, Revelation chapter 7 is about one of these sticks, and Revelation chapter 14 is obviously about the other uh, uh, stick that is put together there in Ezekiel. And I say this, that nobody asks a serious question. Um, You know, does anybody even have to ask them if they want to take the mark of the beast? Because uh, the end of Revelation makes it quite clear that... uh, Well they they get beheaded They are those of the first resurrection There is no debating it And this is the question Well once they're sealed I mean get a grip Get a clue Once they're sealed by God They can't take the mark
1: Right Well to that point um, The word there For enter uh, That's used uh, in Luke 22, is the exact same word that's used to talk about uh, Ananias um, right before his death.
0: Well, that's not... When very... he
1: entered the... What's that?
0: Well, that's not very good in relationship to his wife, that's for sure.
1: <laughs> no. No, not at all. But interesting nonetheless.
0: Well, I... I well. Well, I mean, we have to talk about this. So everybody's thinking that this 144,000 group of dudes that gets sealed so they don't have kids. They they don't have wife and kids. And everybody gets quiet. And everybody starts looking at the floor, shuffling their feet, uncomfortable, uneasy. Oh, it's coming. So you need to consider that, well, Ben, back to you.
1: Well, uh, amen. Amen. But getting uh, back to just this this chronology, um, we've talked a little bit about how the head of the Ammonites that triggers this whole event with with Saul being anointed. We've talked a little bit about um, the serpent uh, triggers this series of events in Genesis, and we've talked about the trigger of Satan entering into Judas' body. being right there at the trigger, they mark that out very clearly. I think three of the four gospels talks about two days prior to, um, the Passover is when, when all of these events begin. Um, so this is definitely a triggering event and it's definitely related to a, a significant change in authority. Um, and I would just say that just like he, he said when he rushed them out of the garden saying that, anything that they could envision to do they could do um the host of heaven are using systems uh to try and um uh, enact a uh a coup uh, that's that's what the bramble king and judges nine is talking all about
0: well we are at the top of the hour so joe your comments
2: well goodness um that is a that's that's a lot of information and really good stuff. Um I, I got to spend uh some time looking at uh at these different verses this afternoon today too. And uh, my conclusion on it was um you know, between between Gethsemane and uh the garden uh you know, tying those two together, I couldn't stop. Uh, with those, just just those two, you can definitely tie those two together. But uh, in my mind kept going back to the Exodus as well, so um, definitely tie in all three, and it it broadens the picture even more. Since you know the, the the Passover, and this is what we're called to be in remembrance of too, and it it ties in almost the same thing, but. Uh, isochronally speaking, those two are, well, they're they're beautiful to look at. One being, uh, well, the, the failure of Adam and and the other being, well, the victory of our hope. So, but, um, really, really good study though.
0: All right, Ben, I just want to say this, um, boy, what a whirlwind of a couple of days. um, and just absolutely off the hook that, to, what, 12 hours ago now they released uh, this article about, well, they found uh, snakes with feet. So, uh, and directly referencing the Bible in that article from Jerusalem Post, off the hook. But, uh, yeah. yeah you know, the real reason why we were talking about this, because, you know, we wanted to know what what is that trigger? what What makes it come? And we got a whole lot going on in the world right now that could just go supernova at a snap of a finger. Um, let me ask you this point blank, Ben. What do you think of uh, what's going on in Israel right now with their failure to make a government? What, <clears throat> the things going on with the Netanyahu, what's your thoughts?
1: Um, they're on the tip of a knife. I mean you you want to talk about triggers. Um you know I'm just drawn to, you know, first Samuel, why did they want a king? They didn't like the judges. They weren't they weren't interested in Samuel's sons ruling over them, which was essentially what the judges uh did. And if you just look around the world, I mean People don't like the leaders, so now they all want judges. They want the judges to save them from the leaders. I mean, in this country, um, nobody cares about what the president does as long as he gets you the right judges that you want. In other places, you know, you've you got similar consternation about uh, what are the courts going to do? The courts make a decision and it completely can undermine or, or make a uh, democracy pop- possible um and these rulings are happening at lightning speed and it's it the parallel between that and the events that triggered in um the rise of Saul uh, who the people were warned against um to me is is uh, profound and um you know as i go through that timeline and sequence of events um you know samuel was very plain with him that he needed to wait and he went ahead and did it anyways um there's just The timeline is all over the Samuel, as we've talked about. The book of Samuel's got so much, but I'm going to be digging even deeper to figure out things. I mean, I sent you something privately about those five days and talking about the 1290 and 1335. I don't know if you saw it, but that might have something to do with these 45 days that are in question.
0: (laughs) These 45 days, huh? Well, I heard that. Man, I heard that. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Joe, get on here and uh, tell everybody how they can hook up with you uh, online, where you're at, uh, how they can find you.
2: All right. Yeah, you can reach me on uh, Facebook under Joe muzilla J-O-E-M-U-Z-Y-D-L-A dot nine uh you can reach me uh twitter j and i believe it's on tumblr under a cup with joe so those are the those are the three main ones uh oh email is uh what for w h a t f o r four zero one at gmail dot com
0: okay and ben uh how can they uh find your stuff no, really, Ben. You got yourself muted, or what?
1: Sorry. Um, so I'm uh, really not active on Facebook, but I I do. I'm pretty active on Twitter, following what's going on. Um, a lot happening in the world today, um, as we've as we've talked about. There's a lot lot going on. Um, so you can see me on Twitter, uh, temeskin 77 at Twitter. Uh, you can message me there.
0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to uh, get a hold of me, um, uh, Matthew Miller, forty-nine. That's probably the best way to find me, Matthew Miller, the number forty-nine. Um, that'll get you to it. Um, you can also uh, check out the uh, writing stuff at uh, According to the Scripture at WordPress.com. And uh, closing comments, Ben.
1: You know, today there's so much consternation about what's fake news, what's real news, what's this, what's that. And, you know, Matthew and I have been talking a lot here privately, and, um, uh, you know, he did tell you that uh, he would send the Holy Spirit, which would instruct you in what is to come. And if your eye is on the Word of God, I, I... don't think you're going to have too much trouble discerning what's real and what's fake and what's actually going on um not that most of it's all that important there's just a few key pieces of data that you probably need to be paying attention to but i pray that you do spend time in your bible i do ask that you keep all of us in your prayers and that you um that you uh, be at peace because uh, the world is not at peace
0: All right, uh, Joe, you want to pray us out of here this time?
2: You got it. Heavenly Father, we bow our heads and we bow our hearts before your throne, Father. Father, we thank you for this time. We thank you for letting us get together and study your word, Father. Father, we thank you, most importantly, for your son, that we may enter in the kingdom, Father that we may draw close to you and through your word know your will and not only know your will father but do your will father even in the most extreme of circumstances which i don't think is too far away but no matter what you are good and Father, I just ask that you be with all of all of your children and all your believers that you strengthen them, father, that uh well, on this coming holiday that most importantly we are thankful for you, we are thankful for the salvation and for whatever it is that we do have, how great or how little, and all these things I ask, and I pray. In your son's name, the Lord Jesus Christ, amen.
0: Amen and amen to that. Ladies and gentlemen, until next time, God bless. Godspeed.